0: A start on demand. on demand.
1: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so today we talked about your best or worst Valentine's Day date ever. Financial well-being is on the decline for many Canadians. Women in particular are getting hit the hardest amazing snow is set to open on saturday and speaking of valentine's day loren told a killer story involving a teddy bear and gravity cologne i'm brett mcgarry alongside greg mackling and mcnab we are mackling mcgarry and mcnab and this is the thursday february 11th podcast for the start Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, even though it's cold outside, for many of you, your hearts shall be warm this Sunday for Valentine's Day. Greg, are you excited for Valentine's Day? Do I have to answer that? Loren, are you excited for
2: Valentine's Day? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm having a hard time answering this one because it's the one occasion through this pandemic that I feel like will be the actually the same as it was pre pandemic. Yeah. You know, like, a, like, you know, not that we don't try to do something nice for one another and acknowledge it for sure with the kids and the little gifts and stuff. It's just that it's not a huge deal. So it's not the way I felt about like Thanksgiving plans changed or Christmas plans or Easter or heck, even Canada Day or. <laughs> Whatever days in August, sorry, like all those days felt like they weren't the same compared to Valentine's Day. So that tells you how I feel about Valentine's Day in general, I think.
1: Yeah, my my big plan for Valentine's Day is I'm going to get myself a pizza. I'm going to treat myself <laughs> to a pizza either from Santa Lucia or maybe the the heart-shaped pizza from Boston Pizza and get one of those, what is that, like the lava cake or whatever they do? Oh, that's right. I love those little cakes. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to get enough to enjoy leftovers for Monday. Oh Louis Real Day. It's a long weekend. Oh, oh my Now word. you're thinking Do we not have to work on
0: Monday? No. <laughs> right on. Uh now. There are people who will have to work on Monday. Of course. So yeah. uh that the just you know what? I'd completely forgot about that. So thanks for reminding me. And um hopefully we're reminding you Nudge, nudge that it's <laughs> Valentine's Day on Sunday because it does sneak up on us sometimes. And I was being a little bit coy there uh, because um, I think I was telling you guys last night that Jackie and I actually had our very first date on a Valentine's Aww. Day. That's cool. Uh, I think it's 17 years ago now. It might be 16. I, I've lost count now. But uh, so it is a little bit of a special day for us, no question. So oh, that's uh, nice. We're looking you need to put to on
2: the same outfit you wore 17 years ago, <laughs> take us to the same place.
0: Uh, no, the restaurant doesn't exist oh. anymore. What well, was it? There's no chance. Um, Chi <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that long ago, Loren. Uh, I know. Uh, it was there
1: had
2: um, Chi Chi's reference. Did somewhere. we
0: go to Amici? We might have gone to Amici. Oh, Amici on, I, on Broadway.
1: I oh, did, yeah. uh, I did an anniversary there. I, I love the food there, it was good. It was good. That was the first fancy restaurant I had ever gone to. And the, the service I received, I felt guilty. Received, like, the waiter, you know, like, the the way they they treated us like royalty. And it was the, I, I didn't know what was happening, and I just felt guilty being treated so well. That was a nice place.
0: Yeah, I don't, you know, lots of reasons why restaurants go away. It's sad to see uh, Bombolini's and Amici. Mm-hmm. Bombolini's downstairs, right? Basically worked out of the same kitchen, so they are no longer on the restaurant scene. But anyway, yeah, Valentine's Day is... Uh, is a special day in our house. There's yeah. no question about that.
2: And I shouldn't pretend like I don't care because that's part of my problem. I don't care, and then I sometimes do care depending on the mood I'm in, which is very volatile. <laughs> oh, mixed signals? With. You don't say. <laughs> that's that's the- gonna suck for Ryan. It just gotta be like, what?
1: That's the thing that I always wonder about because I remember the my my second girlfriend uh, when I started dating her in 2008. She revealed that she despised valentine's day like with a visceral hatred hated valentine's day and i and i still like was scared to believe her she she said if you do something for me on valentine's day then i will be mad and i still when the day came i thought oh, i'm not doing anything as per her instructions am i going to get in trouble thankfully i passed but i think that that i always wonder like is that the thing where if someone says, it's okay, you don't have to do anything for me for Valentine's Day, and then if you don't, <laughs> is that one of those things you're going to get end up in trouble for, Greg? It
0: could be a trick. So be aware of that. But it sounds as though that uh, woman in your life was very specific on this. And I'm imagining, you know, how we build skyscrapers and then when they put the elevator in, they don't put the number 13 in. Did you have to create a whole other calendar without <laughs> February 14th on it? What was your strategy there?
1: There was no strategy, it was just another day. Okay. And it, it was fun. It worked okay for me anyway, because, you know, when I am in a relationship, I like to buy gifts at random, you know, like, uh, like that, that that girl was, uh, she was a huge fan, the of the office. So when I can't remember what season it was, we'll just say season five, when it came out on DVD, I went and got it for her. And I came home and I said, here you go. And she said, what's this? And I said, you like the office? It came out on DVD. So enjoy. And, uh, so that's the kind of gift I like to, to buy. I like to buy flowers because it's wednesday not because it's valentine's day so
0: there you Aww. go
2: feel free to toss them my way <laughs> do you like I'd, flowers loren because yeah, there are I a lot do. of
0: women that say they don't like flowers uh bec- because they die i don't yeah, like the symbolism no, I like because them, they no. die Just eventually come on so beautiful, when beautiful they at they come the beginning and then-, and then everything
2: dies you don't like trees you don't like grass <laughs> come on you don't like earthworms these they are die? not my words these are <laughs> not these my words die. Everything I hear you. No, I love flowers. I love okay. getting flowers. So if you, I could be your Wednesday gal. Let's see how that goes over in this house. Who are these flowers from, Brett? This is my Wednesday guy.
1: <laughs> so we're going to have lots to discuss today on Valentine's Day. If you go to cjob.com, uh, we have a story there that went up this morning. The headline reads, no pressure this Valentine's Day as couples celebrate another pandemic holiday. Although Dr. Cyrus Dirksen, who speaks to Hal Anderson every Friday at 2.30, he has said you should at least acknowledge it uh, because it could be one of those things that ends up crystallizing other problems in the relationship. So it's worth at least acknowledging according to him. But go to cjob.com and you can read that. And then at 6.45, we're going to have a conversation about your best or your worst Valentine's Day dates. And you can start texting us at 204-780-6868 for your chance to win a $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds. So we're going to give away just after 915 We're talking a lot about Valentine's Day today, and we want to talk right now about either your best or your worst Valentine's Day dates for your chance to win a $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds. Text us at 204-780-6868, and at 915, we shall crown a winner. But let's go around the horn here. we got Cam Poitras with us, producer Jeff Fortier, and of course, Mackling McGarry and McNabb. Mr. Poitras... Shall we start with you?
3: Uh, sure. Um, well, I got to preface this first with this was before I met my fiance because that's a very important piece of information. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, uh, she listening?
3: <laughs> uh, she might be. Um, so, uh, anyways, I was uh, backpacking in in Europe, uh, and I was in uh, I was in Nice, France, and I was taking a bus to Barcelona. And uh, I, I, there was a, a girl there, and she had a, a Canadian flag on her backpack. And I, I said, oh, hey, where are you from? I'm Canadian. And she said, I'm from Winnipeg. Well, here we go. This is February 13th. So anyways, we get to know each other on the bus, uh, Montpellier, and all the way to Barcelona. And anyways, we, we really hit it off. And uh, so... We spent uh, Valentine's Day together in Barcelona together. It was pretty cool. Uh, Probably my best Valentine's Day so far, I should say. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) uh, But she was so cheap. Like, I wanted to go get paella, typical Winnipegger. She was so cheap. I wanted to go get paella and have a good time. And she would just, like get free samples at like the, at the, at the big market there in Barcelona and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, was
1: she treating it like it was Costco. <laughs>
3: yeah. She'd like, this is a good empanada. It's only 50 cents or whatever it is a Euro. Uh, but no, it was, uh, it was just a great time at, uh, I just it was so much fun I just had a, such a blast and so You're yeah. brave telling that story. I am. I am. I'm going to hear about it. I'm pretty sure so because if my fiance's isn't listening her mom de- uh yeah. mom definitely is. So. Hey,
1: it's a part of your history, okay? Just because you're in a vault. new relationship doesn't mean you have to wipe out your history well, or be ashamed true. of it. No,
3: it was, I had a great. lot of fun, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, yeah, be proud of that. Good for you. <laughs> But now, Jeff Forte, what do you got for us?
3: Uh, you know what? I haven't had a Valentine's date in like forever. And, you know, I'm not a big Valentine's Day guy. It just, it's not my thing. I'm like, like you, Brett. You know, I, I would rather do something spontaneous on any other day instead of having to plan everything with everyone else. It's just, you know, there's nothing romantic to me about it.
1: Yeah, and we had a uh, listener, Joanne, I think it was Joanne, who texted us saying there's nothing, it's just so unromantic. It always felt like the poor guys were forced to get something. How unromantic is that? She says, yuck. Yeah, I would rather be spontaneous, you know, just
3: any other day, I got nothing.
1: Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I like those spontaneous uh, gestures, right? When someone just does something for you out of in the for no reason. Well, it like, actually sure. shows that
3: you care about them when it's just spontaneous then rather be forced wow loren
2: so this is not necessarily much about a date as much as it is about how I can't possibly say Valentine's Day doesn't mean something when in my downstairs closet there is a helium balloon from 1994 that is still full still just a perfectly good balloon has a, I think I love you or happy Valentine's Day on it. And I can't remember which sibling got it, but when we went to go sell the farm a few years ago, at the top of one of our closets, my sister says, Oh my God, there's that balloon uh, from Valentine's Day when we were in high school. And I was like, What? How is this thing still alive? And so then they passed it on to me to become like the keeper of the balloon. <laughs> Like as if 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 it pops, like all our love dies or something. And so now at the top of this closet, I had this balloon and the kids always want to pull it out and play with it. I'm like, nobody touches that balloon. It's the love balloon. And so here as I sit and say I don't believe in Valentine's Day, I have found myself the keeper of a 27-year-old helium balloon.
1: That's a heavy weight. Do you need yeah. to encase it in glass I or something? I should.
2: Honestly, it's just laid on the top of this pokey closet amidst some old stuffed animals and pillows. But uh, it's the love balloon, guys. I don't know what happens years? if it goes. 27 years? 27 years.
1: It's almost as old as me. Can you get a picture of that
2: thing? Now, so I should clarify. I don't know if this would be called helium or if it's just filled with air or what, because it doesn't float, but it hasn't changed shape at all. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. I don't know what's its seal. Like something magical is in there.
1: It's Yeah, I, I don't... I, Maybe it, maybe it's helium. I don't know.
2: I'm I'm con- I'm concerned to touch it, but I will try to get a picture from a, an angle to which it is not disturbed. I don't want to bug. It's so close to Valentine's. Day. Artifact. Who knows what's going on?
1: Gmac, are you allowed to to talk about uh, Valentine's Day history? Well,
0: mine's more of um what I was willing to do to be home for Valentine's Day, 1989. My buddy Harry and I decided we wanted to go to Panorama for one day of skiing. All our best friends were going for a week. We couldn't afford to go for a week. So we left Winnipeg Saturday night at 11 o'clock, got to Verdon, Manitoba. The gas stations were closed, the oil capital of Manitoba, my backside. (laughs) So we slept in the car until 6 a.m. until the uh, gas station opened. I got a speeding ticket in Saskatchewan. We ended up at uh, Medicine Hat. It was 9 degrees. By the time we got to Calgary, it was minus 30. You can only imagine the snowstorm that we drove through. We got to Banff for the night with an annoying buzzer going off in the car. Spent the day at the repair shop in Banff the next day. Uh, Never got to Panorama, but promised our respective girlfriends we would, in fact, be... At the A for last call on Monday night because Tuesday was going to be Valentine's Day. We had a crazy night in Calgary, Electric Avenue, and we rolled into the A at 1 a.m. as promised. And Valentine's Day the next day was uh, also as promised.
1: Text us at 204-780-6868 for your chance to win. We have a $100 gift card up for grabs for Namath Diamonds. Uh, We had a text here from Corinne who says, this is the worst Valentine's Day. Years back, I was living common law 10 years ago. Bought my partner the usual heart-shaped chocolates and card with a heartfelt verse. I always search for the right card. Well, when I gave this to him, he set it down and said, I don't want this and walked away. Turns out he was cheating on me, and the gift triggered his guilt, and he told me the truth later that day. Needless to say, we are no longer together, Corinne, I'm sorry. I did not. I, I read that cold, and I so I didn't know that that's where it was going. Oh no! So, I'm sorry. Hey,
2: there'll be a lot of people who have that maybe not that experience, but that feeling about the day. And and what is the day that we were talking about before? Is it before Valentine's Day that people get red dumped?
1: Tuesday? Yeah. So
2: that happened earlier this week, where apparently people get. Dumped before Valentine's Day because the partner or other partner doesn't want to commit or buy the present or
1: no, I don't it's know too what. expensive.
2: <laughs> Get out <laughs> of here. I'm out. I'm out.
1: As Manitobans look towards the next phase of reopening and perhaps dropping some cash at a restaurant or nail salon, a new report shows a growing number of Canadians are worried about just how many dollars they have to spend.
2: Yeah. And this comes from Warner Chappelle and they regularly conduct surveys, Brett, on our mental health. But this morning they've released a first of a kind for them. It's a survey on our financial health and it found almost three in 10 Canadians. So three in 10 Canadians are in a worse financial situation due to the pandemic. And I think that would make sense to many of us. We know many people are struggling, struggling. But what's standing out in this survey is the fact that those identify who identify as female, are reporting far lower scores, negative scores, than men on that financial well-being scale, Greg.
0: I think a lot of us would argue that financial health and, and mental health go hand in hand. Paula Allen is the Global Leader at Senior VP of Research and Well-Being at Morneau-Chapelle. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. So maybe you can uh, walk us through the survey itself in terms of how did it work, what sort of questions did you ask, and, and, and what did it tell you?
4: Well, first of all, we, we made sure that we had a very clear definition of what financial well-being is. It's not just the amount of money you have. It has, it's a a fair bit more. Uh, You want to make sure that if you have financial well-being, that you are, you have a grasp on your finances that's sustainable. So one component is your financial knowledge. The other component is what you do with your money, what your behavior is in terms of your finances. And a third component is your perception of your finances, whether you're in a good or bad place. And uh, you'd mentioned uh, when you did the introduction that females are more compromised in terms of their financial well-being. And we found that in each of those three areas, as well as emergency savings.
1: So then there were the specific results for men versus women?
4: there's specific results for men versus women and overall financial well-being we're finding that men are faring better and also in each of the subcomponents
2: so the actual numbers i think if i look through it now for example um female reported a a negative 5.1 or minus 5.1 score as opposed to male which was just 0.6 so there's a like a five point difference there paula what's the reason why
4: For many reasons. I mean, uh, very often, and and as far as we've come, we still have gender-based roles in many families and many people's minds. Uh, So I think the number one thing is that um, very often women are not in, in positions where they're earning as much and thinking about money as much if they're in a pair bond. So the, the the male partner might be the one who is handling the finances. The male partner might be the one who has a, a higher income, and and therefore it makes sense to the couple for the for the man to um, manage finances. We're also needing to ch- to teach everyone, <laughs> but I think this is revealing that we need to have a higher emphasis in teaching girls on how to manage money. Like, it is a very basic skill for everyone, and we're just not getting the attention that we need across the board, but in in particular uh, among females.
0: There's so uh, much independence uh, in this world these days, Paula. uh, So many of the women that I've known in my life are so much better. At handling money than than I have ever been and so uh, from that point of view from my personal point of view this is surprising but it's not surprising in an overall sense especially when we see headlines with regard to COVID-19 and the job losses basically being a majority in the United States one month it was all women the net loss of jobs in the U.S. was all women 140,000 of them, and so is this exacerbating the situation that's being highlighted in this uh, report?
4: Absolutely, and without question. So that's one factor. So, it, and you know, it's not a matter of one woman versus one man. It's on average. So uh, more precarious income on on average. Uh, that's been really kind of highlighted with a with a pandemic. Uh, but also, I really want to make it clear is we're not saying that women are irresponsible with money in any way. It's, that it's, it's, it's quite different than that. We're talking about having the knowledge of things like taxes, RSPs, you know, the things, financial vehicles that can help with your financial sustainability. So if you can save, you might not save, you might be very responsible from a short-term lens but this is broader this is how you are managing your money in the long term and how you are feeling about your capability to manage your money in the in the long term and what you're doing are you doing things to maximize what you have in terms of your income so again financial well-being is much broader than whether you you know you're irresponsible or not irresponsible right. with saving a dollar
0: it's not a day to day thing this is a, a, no. a broader uh, look and, and knowledge of, of financial financial world and and the instrument available to you to to make a better life for yourself
1: exactly exactly paula allen is the global leader and senior vp of research and well-being at morno chapelle joining us live on cjob paula thank you very much for this thank you It's Thursday. Autopilot, baby. Long weekend lies ahead. Here's a text on best or worst Valentine's Day, and this person says, I don't know if it's my best or my worst Valentine's Day. Last year, we decided not to do anything since our wedding was less than a month away. Valentine's Day also happened to be the day before my bachelor party. But the guys at work decided to take me out for drinks after our shift as a kind of pre-bachelor party. So I got quite drunk. In my drunken stupor, I decided to try and send something to my fiancé at the time while she was still at work. I managed to call the Cineholic that was in the next strip mall over from her workplace, I drunkenly convinced the very nice lady to personally deliver a small Valentine's package, gave her my credit card number, and then I kept drinking, and my fiancé came home to find me passed out on the couch <laughs> hugging a garbage can. Oh, so romantic. You
2: know what, though? Even in the thick of it, he was thinking of her. I don't mind. Does that mean Cinnabons? Is that what Cinnaholic is? Yeah.
3: That's yeah. not a
2: bad gift. And either wrote to say that her valentine's date actually started out not to be a date which was her best one her friend signed her up for a non-couple pool tournament at a bar so the rules were you couldn't be in a relationship the guy she was teamed up with actually turned out to be a pretty nice guy they talked played pool 29 years later they're still together cute yeah
1: keep those texts coming
2: gotta get out there (laughs) or stay at home and zoom can you zoom pool
1: you could probably play some kind of an online pool game. Mm-hmm. I know that uh how like the the house party app has a variety of games that you can play, but no doubt there's got to be some sort of online billiards that you can play. Maybe billiards. I should get back on Tinder. Yes, that's right, billiards. Cuz you <laughs> might says, not might not want to play eight ball. Maybe you want to no. play some snooker. Of
2: course, you got to do snooker. Get it. I got it.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should get back on Tinder just in time for this weekend. What do you think? Oh
2: no. Yes, just for the sake of the stories, but no.
1: <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> so what was Rob's proposal?
2: Well, he because he mentioned um, the fact that the buses weren't running there, and, and in fact this is a, a, a division-wide, I just checked the website, Brett, uh, so it's uh, all schools closed in the Rolling River School Division, he asked the question, "Like, hang on, like, why aren't we using remote learning uh for these cold days, because kids are missing a lot of schools, he points out, and he just wants to put it out there. He's not saying, he's not upset it's not happening. He's wondering if there's conversations as to whether or not it should happen. And then as a side note, he added, my kids listen to CJOB, and they just texted, Dad, why did you say that? Because <laughs> they're not too happy that that suggestion came up. But we talked about this at the beginning, that this could be one of the benefits benefits of remote learning, that when we have those long stretches of cold or snow or weather that holds us back, Can there be some assignments that go out on remote learning? And I'm not sure now. The teachers were also at home last spring. Now, sometimes they have to go into school, even on these cold days, which is where the infrastructure or the laptops might be to get this going. Or maybe they need a break too, Greg. But I I think it's worth talking about, particularly in our climate.
0: Yeah, not only the climate, but I had this chat with my buddy the other day, uh, ironically enough, with regards to kids and adults getting sick And so now that we have all these systems in place where so many businesses can function, including us, uh, most of us can work from home. You you know, the majority of us could be at home as long as Brett can make it to the studio on 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 a cold day or when we're sick. We could be working from home, right, as opposed to coming into school or coming into the office. And now that we have this infrastructure, we have this ability to teach from home in particular, there is no reason, I guess there are daycare limitations for some people, but we could dramatically reduce the number of days kids miss because they're sick and just stay home when they're not feeling well and learn from home. I think this is something that could come out of this.
2: And Brett, just quickly, Rob points out, you know, in his kid situation, because one of them's in high school, they already go every day. other day. And then Monday is a holiday. There was yep. a PD day earlier this month. So you add it all up, that's a lot of missed days.
1: Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we are asking you to text us at 204 780 6868. Your best or worst. Valentine's Day date ever for a chance to win a $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds. And we have a unique one here that sort of falls outside the parameters, but must share this text from Uliana, who says, my dad passed away six years ago and we chose the Saturday for the funeral, which happened to be Valentine's Day. What could have been the worst Valentine's Day of my life was filled with family, friends, love, hugs, and fellowship. It was really nice to see so many people collected on such a cold day. It really warmed my heart. I opened my house to everyone who wanted to come for drinks and food after, and it ended up being a late night party, a celebration of my dad's memory. I think my old house broke as a result, but I was will always look back at that day with such fond memories. Juliana, thank you so much for sharing that, and thank you to everybody who takes the time to send us these detailed texts and just give us an intimate peek. Inside your life, uh, it's a huge part of what we do every day. It's the, it's the main reason why I look forward to coming to work every day is to hear what you guys have to say. So thank you very much. Keep those texts coming for your chance to win that gift card from Namath Diamonds. We'll give it away after 9.15. Hextall and hockey coming up at 8.55 this morning. But right now, <laughs> he promised if the lottery sells out, the TV commercials will stop. And, and they will. And they'll stop almost a month early, thanks to
0: your support. I, I, I promised uh, my dad and a variety of other people, could you get off my TV, please? <laughs> now, I, I do have to tell you this. I did record a thank you for your support TV spot a couple of weeks ago. So it's almost over. And we're so close to a sellout, Brett. Uh, We are 99% sold for the St. Bonnevus Hospital Foundation Mega Million Choices Lottery. Today is officially the $63,000 ultimate bonus deadline, but it has quite literally become the final deadline. We expect tickets will be gone by the end of the day today. It's our fastest ever selling lottery, and we also have a record-breaking 50-50. That's now over $1 million three hundred forty five thousand dollars you know how it works when it gets half it's like a second grand prize and here's the good news if you already have a ticket for the lottery loren you can actually top up your order today and get extra 50 50 tickets to grow that pot and to grow the winning half and a big score uh plus tickets as well with uh you know just give you extra incentive and more ways to win
2: so, as we've said, only single tickets remain a hundred dollar ticket to become a millionaire and support the work of St Boniface Hospital Foundation. a hundred dollars great support and the kickback is terrific Karen Fowler, interim president and CEO of St. Boniface Hospital Foundation joins us now. Good morning Karen.
5: Good morning thanks for having me on today.
2: Well, thanks for joining us because it's such a great position to be in. Normally, we'd be making this final pitch, you know, to try to hit things before yeah. the final deadline. This has got to be overwhelming to have this oh, kind of response. It,
5: this is just beyond all expectations this year. Like, the outpouring of support from Manitobans is just crazy. It's it's outstanding, right?
2: Uh, it's tremendous to hear, and especially at times when we know some people are struggling. And so to know that the
5: dollars is going mm-hmm. to go to good
2: use, tell us again where the money goes, Karen?
5: Sure. Well, funds that uh, funds that we raise through the purchase of lottery tickets are so helpful within the hospital. Um, this year, 2021 marks the 150th anniversary of St. Boniface Hospital. Of course, you know we are known for compassionate care. So, you know, lottery ticket sales help to continue to support compassionate care at the hospital. We're trying to ensure that our frontline healthcare workers have all the support they need. Um, at the same time, it helps to support world, world-class research right here in Manitoba. And that research, of course, impacts not only Manitobans, but people around the world. Um, And thirdly, you know, we also help to purchase specialized equipment that aids in patient care Um, in areas like cardiac care. You know, we are the Cardiac Center of Excellence in Manitoba, um, as well as our NICU, the palliative care unit and many other areas within the hospital.
0: Karen, you mentioned 150 years in the community. St. B is so Mm -hmm. important to so many people for a variety of different Mm -hmm. reasons. Why do you think that is?
5: You know, I think, again, Greg, it goes back to compassionate care, right? You know, the, the hospital was started by the Grey Nuns in 1871. We were the first hospital in Western Canada. And just, you know, again, the care, the dignity that that the nuns provided to uh, to their patients at that time has just continued on to this day. The spirit is still with us.
1: Now, Karen, we hear the foundation is planning some new ways to share the work being done on campus at the research centre and the hospital with the community. So what might you have up your sleeve?
5: Oh, so, you know, there's lots of uh, lots of projects underway at the hospital right now. Um, you know, you're going to start to see the development of a new emergency department, which is just huge. Um, you know, and we're also continuing, again, to raise funds for cardiac care. It's just... You know, being the cardiac center of excellence, every every cardiac patient in Manitoba visits St. Boniface Hospital at some point in time. And, you know, it's so important that we provide the support that everyone needs in that area.
0: Karen, what are we doing next week? We've got an important message for people in the community with regard to, uh, you know, if you're not feeling well and you think you might be in a cardiac mm-hmm. situation, tell uh, our listeners what we've got uh, happening on the 25th.
5: Exactly. So February is heart month, of course. So on Thursday, February the 25th, Greg, we're going to be having a special presentation by Dr. John Dukas to our foundation donors uh, talking about the importance of reaching out to call 911 if you think you're having a heart attack.
0: Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to do that uh, for donors, but we're also going to speak to Doctor Ducas here on the air because it's an important message. All too many people, mm-hmm. when they're feeling unwell, decide to drive themselves or have somebody drive mm-hmm. them when really the answer is to is to dial nine one one. I'm going to give a different yeah. phone number for today, Karen. Thank you very much for this, and uh, we'll speak soon. Uh, congratulations on this lottery and its unprecedented success. It's uh, always an honor to be a part of it.
5: Well, thank you so much for having me on today, and thank you to all Manitobans who choose to support us with uh, with a lottery ticket purchase.
0: 204-256-7203 is that phone number I want to give out, Brett, 204-256-7203. Or you can get your tickets online, stbmegamillionchoices.ca. 99% sold, as Joe Ayella would say. Get your
1: tickets now. Just... Uh... As always, when we do these lottery chats, I'm just looking at the website, stbmegamillionchoices.ca. I'm looking at this Bridgewater Trails grand prize worth over $1.5 million, 387 Willow Creek Road. And I'm thinking, what would I do as a guy who lives alone? What would I do with all that space? Get roommates. Well, Charge no, them rent. No, get out of here. <laughs> you know, what I would do is this living room, it's so big and open with a really high ceiling, there is more than ample room there for me to put a, a golf simulator in there.
0: I like how you're thinking. Is, is is there cash? A little bit of cash in uh, conjunction with that uh, grand prize? I can't remember. Yeah, there's that yeah. fifty thousand yeah. cash. So there you go. Pays for your golf simulator. You're all. You're in. <laughs> Done.
2: I want. I, I, I look forward to the tour. Please enter my golf dome, and then the next one could be your billiards room. It could be like Clue. You could have a conservatory,
1: a library, yeah. and then all I need is the uh, what is it? The like a heart shaped bed that, spin, that spins oh around and around.
2: And then you could follow us around with a candlestick, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, he is going
0: to!" Don't change your name to Mustard anytime soon. <laughs>
1: In our next segment, we're going to give away that $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds based on your text messages at 204-780-6868 on either your best or your worst Valentine's Day date. Listen to this one. My story is that a guy I was seeing for over a year took me out for dinner, got a nice card, said he loved me, got me roses, and then he dumped me after dinner. What a gem.
2: Ugh, come on, Really?
1: Yeah, it's like good
2: riddance to this guy.
1: Like what happened? Why go through the charade? Why spend all that money only to then pull the trigger? Come like I, I don't I don't get it. So, Doesn't work. Uh, Doesn't man. make sense. Well, that, that's
2: You know what? He's gutless. Didn't have the courage to do it. Then on a full belly he was like, "Yeah, I guess I'll go for it." She's... I was gu- I
0: was going to
3: say at least she's not
1: hangry. <laughs> you that's... know what?
2: silver lining again.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I guess that's it. Gutless. He just, he couldn't pull the trigger ahead of time, went through the... That's just stupid. I, I we, uh, Thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry you had to go through that. We pick our winner in our next segment. They have been making snow for weeks, and now the owner of Amaze in Snow, which in summer and fall we know as Amaze in Corn, says they are ready to open.
2: Yeah, the owners have been waiting for weeks to hear whether or not they would be allowed to operate in these COVID times, and now... They're not waiting any longer. Clint Moss is the owner of Amazing Snow and joins us now. Good morning, Clint. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, last time we talked to you, you had put in your pitch to the province. Did you end up getting the green light, or what's happening here?
6: Well, kind of. I mean, it was really neat because it was actually addressed on one of uh, Dr. Rusin's briefings. So that was pretty cool. They actually said Snow Maze, and the reason we don't have it open is because we can't list every one-off activity that exists. So, I mean, it makes total sense when, hey, Manitoba has the one and largest snow maze in North America, I think. So, it makes sense he doesn't put on it. And now, at least with the early briefings that we saw this week, that uh, he's opening up outdoor recreation and that uh, we're in good stead to open.
0: Okay, an observation, a suggestion, and then a question, Clint. You, you sound like you're on cloud nine today, Clint. Yeah,
6: absolutely. I mean, we've been working so hard to get this 91% larger snow maze to go. And hey, we've been open a month, like we would usually be open a month already. And now we're opening kind of at the end of winter, what we feel, even though it's super cold right now. I mean, we only have a shelf life of so many weekends, and we're losing them fast.
0: Well, we will, uh, you know, just for you, ask for a colder weather, maybe not too cold, just for a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, with your last name spelt the way it is, M-A-S-S-E, why haven't you just changed it to Maze? <laughs> I know. Like, you're, you're a master know. marketer. What What's going on here?
6: <laughs> maybe that was the divine plan. Maybe that's <laughs> what's going to happen
0: yet. And so so in terms of uh, opening and and the regulations the so you you're all good you're all good uh and you have uh restrictions and your rules in place correct Yeah we do we got masks wearing is
6: uh is mandatory and we have um we have limits on the snow maze so once we get close on to the onto the property we're going to start you know counting people in and out of the maze just just give people lots of space and because we're so much larger than we've ever been, and the pathways are eight feet versus the six feet that we used to be, we just want to keep people safe and keep people apart.
1: What happens if somebody gets into the maze? Because not everybody likes mazes, right? Uh, they, they might <laughs> might go in with some trepidation. What if somebody goes in and has a, like a genuine panic attack? Um, is do they is there a way for them to to call for help?
6: Well, what we have is about every. 10 minutes of walking, you're just going to stumble upon what we call an easy exit. It's not the main exit, so you can get out. Um, In addition to that, this year, we have a few lookout points. So we have a a bale pyramid that's hidden within the maze. So then, you know what, it takes the pressure off you as soon as you can climb up and see over top that, I mean, hey, it's not all over. And we've got one other section that you can go up and look over the maze. So just to get those people a little bit of brief mental, I guess.
2: Yeah, because in the corn maze, you can burst through those walls if you really, really had to to try to escape, Clint. But you can't do that with the snow because to build it, you put up the snow around boards. Is that right?
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, in fact, we tested how strong they are because uh, uh, one of the guys that helps us out building every year, um, Boots got stuck, and he hit the tractor speed, full speed. He hit the side of the wall, and, uh, yeah, nothing happened except the tractor stopped, and, of (laughs) course, he did too. That nope.
2: happened with my not- uh, our, our garage growing up, so just <laughs> same same kind of story with the tractor. The garage came down though, Clint, so I, we won't get into that. But how big is how big is it then? You said it's bigger than ever. So what are we talking about measurement wise?
6: Um, we are two hundred and forty feet by two hundred and forty feet. So that's the uh, that's the the physical size. And um, yeah, I just did a rough calculation because someone asked me that, and it was ninety one percent larger. Than it's ever been in and in addition we've got five snow rooms integrated into into the whole snow maze so that just kind of gives us a break and we're putting our sculptures inside those snow huts because mother nature in manitoba like first you get so hot in january you can't make snow or make a snow maze and now we're so cold that uh yeah it's dangerous to be outside
0: so i'm just doing the math here roughly it's not quite as long as the canadian football field end zone to end zone or goal line to goal line, but it's wider than a CFL field. That, that's pretty flipping big, Clint. Yeah, we thought, you know, we did
6: 400 semi-loads was a rough calculation on the first build, the first two years. Now we've got to think that we've moved over like 800, you know, 750 semi-loads worth of snow and put those into plywood forms. We had a, the biggest crew ever this year.
1: Have you, have you put anything else up, like a Toboggan Hill?
6: Yeah, Toboggan Hill is going. We've got uh, the Blue Streak. Um, I don't know why it's named that way, but you do go fast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got that, and we've got the Snow Hill, you bet.
1: And does one have to book tickets in advance?
6: Yeah, we're doing that. Just it helps us control, you know, people don't have to come here and go, sorry, we're sold out for the afternoon. That way you can book in advance and make sure that you can get your family out here and uh, not get turned away at the gate if we have a capacity issue.
2: And I just wanted to say you're opening this weekend, and it's still fairly cool this weekend, or frigid, depending on how you want to call it. But the good thing about the maze is that you're protected from the wind when you're in it.
6: Yeah, it's a lot better than being out in the bald prairie. We do want to recommend that, hey, take a look at the temperature and make sure that you know how to dress for it, because, you know, COVID's not very safe, but either is minus 25. So we just want to make sure people are safe and they know how to dress the right people do and you know just be wise about going
1: outside in this weather what are your hours going to be before we let you go Clyde?
6: yeah we're going to be open from 11 a.m till uh 10 p.m now the only caveat on that at minus 27 we start to shut things down just because we're worried about safety of individuals so if it gets close to those temperatures you have to watch for fluctuating hours on our website
1: okay but 11 generally speaking 11 a.m every day
6: yeah um just through the thursday well sorry Thursday and Fridays were open evenings, okay. and then uh, 5 p.m. Till, till 10. And then after that, we go on to our day and holidays, which is Saturday, Sunday, and this will be a Monday. will be 11 a.m. till 10 p.m.
1: Okay. Uh, the, the, re- the reason I'm asking is I was thinking of if I can, when I can sneak a trip in maybe one day after work. So I will figure something out because I missed it last year. i got to check it out this year. Clint Moss, owner of Amazing Snow, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. On the subject of Valentine's Day, lots of things we could discuss here. Um, I guess I wanted to point out that it, I think it would be we'd be remiss if we didn't point out that Valentine's Day might be a really grumpy weekend. For a lot of people, right? You know, we always point out the holidays can be a sad time. Valentine's Day could be sad, could be grumpy, you know, and maybe you hate it because you're single and you hate it. Well, you mentioned Red Tuesday.
0: So for all those statistics, there are two people, and uh, one is a dumper, one is a dumpy, And so a lot of people might have some memories that aren't so wonderful about Valentine's Day. So we have to remain mindful of that. I I would concur. With that, Loren McNabb, have you ever been dumped, period?
2: Oh, yeah. Come on. You, you
0: got dumped? <laughs> who was who was bold well, or dumb enough to dump you once upon a time? I'm going to go
2: with the line, it was a mutual decision, which okay. people like to say when, oh. when their heart was broken. It was mutual. So that's what I'm going to say on that one. But, you know, I can I tell a story now that I should have told at 645? Yeah. But yes. I was waiting to, for my husband to come downstairs and say, you don't mind if... Because we dated when we were in high school, and then we took a bit of a break in our our 20s and went off and did our own things with our careers. But in high school, we got together just before Valentine's Day. So I want to say I was in grade 11. And I think it was my sister in the lead-up to that who went up to him and said, don't forget Valentine's Day, you're getting Loren something, right? Or red, as they all called me back then. How original. How original. Yeah, right? Uh, Right. So um, I guess that put him into some sort of panic because Valentine's Day rolls in and I can't remember how he gave it to me. There was a little bit of a gift and then there was also something else in this bag and I pulled it out and it's this like stuffed animal bear, which is what a lot of teenagers gave each other, little stuffed animals. But I look at it and I'm like, this thing's used, like this is a used <laughs> stuffed animal. And then I bring it in, I'm like, oh, thanks, and kind of like give it a hug and I smell it and I was like, this used stuffed animal smells like gravity cologne, like... <laughs> You know, trying to be kind. We're young. We're like, both of us are working. We have part-time jobs. Nobody has any money. You're trying not to be critical. And I look at it and I'm finally, I'm like, sorry, is this your your stuffed animal? And he's like, I'm really sorry. Your sister said something and I didn't have my paychecks on in. And it's my brother's. So there, (laughs) there I have his brother's stuffed animal. So I come home that night. My sister's like, what'd you get? What'd you get? And I was like, close your eyes. And she closes her eyes and I set it out in front of her and she fell off her bed laughing so hard. I named the stuffed animal cheap because that was a cheap gift. And then I proceeded to keep it for like 10 years. And so we go away, we go off and do our own thing. And when we get back together and he proposes, he's like, by the way, where is cheap? And I was like, you think I kept that stuffed animal for the past 20 years or what? But I miss it. I wish I had kept it because it was kind of one of those funny stories where you remember how it all began. So and, where is cheap? Well, so what happened when I was moving from Winnipeg and going to Toronto for work for Global National, uh, we were moving out of the apartment. My mom's like, that thing is not coming with you. Like you don't, need, you don't even see him anymore. You don't need to. And I was like, oh, you're right. I gotta make a clean break from this all. But you know what? Then what happened, you know? Ten years later, I got a Facebook message that said, hey, Red, what's up? And that was it. So it all, I wish I had cheap. I really do.
0: What kind of animal was cheap, by the way? Do you remember?
2: (laughs) It was like a brown was tiny had a white stomach he was cute he was used he was well worn he was an indiscernible <laughs> animal is that what like, you're telling he was us a bear i want to say he was a bear <laughs> you don't know for I sure
1: that sounds like a like a teddy bear i might have had if you say it was tiny and brownish with a white belly i had one uh, his name was tucker oddly enough just like the dog who used to come see us every day at work how long, <laughs> long did it smell like this gravity cologne for, for? quite
2: some time to the point where they're like when when we did a long distance relationship and all the rest, I would be like looking in pharmacies, <laughs> Gravity, just to have an old whiff of memories. Because smell is so powerful on days like that too, right? Where it reminds you of someone or where you go. So but- I had said to him later this morning, he's like, I heard you talk about the balloon. You should have talked about cheap. And I was like, well, I wanted to ask you first before I threw you under the bus with this terrible <laughs> Valentine's Day. So
0: was Gravity his cologne or yes. his brother's cologne? No, it was his. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I was singing. It's even got the brother's cologne. This is not
1: good. Yeah,
2: that's going too far. I should see if I could find that for him. I hope he's not listening. I'm going to see if there's a Gravity Cologne still out there and boom. There's so, your cheap Valentine's Day gift for this year.
1: So what did he do? Did he like grab this stuffed bear and then drench it in this cologne before he the handed wash, it off? wash,
2: apparently. Washed it, which made it look even more raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> and he sprayed it with Gravity, which by the way, you can still get. We are ordering this right now. Click
1: Gravity Cologne by Coty. <laughs> is that is that... Am I, oh, yeah. that right?
2: I don't yeah, know. Coaty, yeah, Cody. I think that's right. <laughs> oh God, this is fantastic. How much is it? It's too much. I'm not gonna lie, it's too much. It's How much 30, is it? How much Thirty dollars. That's not bad. Well, it
1: depends where you look. I've got one that's uh, twenty-two dollars. I got another one that's forty-seven. So I guess that's, that's the bigger bottle. Yeah.
2: You might as well get the one that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna get the bigger bottle so it lingers.
0: <laughs> is it the eau de toilette or is it like just the? Uh, <laughs> is it the uh, the dump and the dump on the finger and uh, dab dab bottle? What what was it? Is it a no, spray? No, it's or? not
2: like a Axe body spray. It's a col- like just a spray, a spray cologne, but it's not a. Okay, de- I think we're getting too into this. It's not a high end <laughs> product, guys. It's got way higher ratings than it deserves, but it is being added to the cart as we speak. It's so. not
0: being sold by the gallon, so it can't not it can't be that bad. <laughs>
1: Uh, that it's, fun- it's funny, though, that he gave you the teddy bear because the, the, basically the only Valentine's Day date that I can really remember was with my first girlfriend, and this would have been in 1998. And I w- so I was, she was my very first girlfriend. I was all excited to finally do Valentine's Day, and I went out, I think, to San Francisco, the store, not the city, <laughs> and I bought her this big white teddy bear, and I'm pretty sure I got her chocolates. And we went out for supper... I think it's a place called North Garden. It was a Chinese restaurant on University Crescent in that little strip mall uh, just off of Bishop, and it was her, that was her suggestion because she uh, grew up in Fort Richmond and said this is going to be a great place. They've got great food, and it's it'll be quiet on Valentine's Day. You watch, and sure enough, it was. It was really quiet in there, which was lovely because it was made much more cozy and intimate. Because you, going to a packed restaurant on Valentine's Day, I find is not necessarily. I don't want to, (laughs) I hate to say anything disparaging of restaurants, but I find it almost, I don't want to say stressful, but it just takes away, I think, from the mood of the romance. Well,
0: but it's one of the busiest days of the year. I know. So
1: there's, uh, you know,
0: nobody's... Brett McGarry is going to be sitting at this table. We need to keep these three tables vacant. That's not how, although that could be, that will be happening this year, Brett. I know. (laughs) So this would be Valentine's Day delight times three for you. Yeah. Because you would have uh, uh, not so many people in the restaurant and that sort of thing. The worst gift was probably the first gift I got Jackie for Valentine's Day. I bought her a Winnipeg Jets hat. If you wanted to
2: borrow it later, or what
0: was? That? <laughs> <laughs> no, she said that when I that when we met, we were at a party, and I was wearing a Jets hat, and she quite frankly said that that was sort of what caught her eye at first. So it was sort of a romantic gesture. I'm I'm not super romantic after all, as it turns out, but uh, I tried at least, and it didn't didn't go over well. Oh yeah, it did. Well, I mean, she said it did, but you know, who knows what story she's telling at work today, right? (laughs) About, yeah, you know what they're talking about on the radio today. You wouldn't believe what the first thing Greg bought me for Valentine's day was a Jets hat. So in my mind, it goes much different (laughs) how she's telling it. Different again. I'm sure.
2: Hey, listen, I've done things too where I can't, I think it was Father's Day last year where also I was like, Oh my gosh. So I run to the store and come back and then I set it up beside the bed, like as if it's like, you know, I've been thinking about it for days. And he just kind of looks at me like, is that where you just went? And I'm like, yeah, but there's your scotch. Enjoy. So <laughs> yeah, it just happened. It just happened. So I'm not, I shouldn't be like glass houses, right? I can't throw stones. I am not great at the gift giving either.
1: That's funny. You see just brought him a bottle of scotch to, to bed? <laughs> the closest store that's a i that that's a i would be very very happy with that kind that's of my thing. gift
2: to you every christmas is the bottle of rum there's zero thought went into that but every time i do it i'm like he's still gonna enjoy this yes so oh yeah some thought went into you it, say you know?
0: that there's no thought but really it's the perfect gift you don't, don't
1: don't don't disparage yourself like that yeah i was thrilled <laughs> so i thank you very much for that
2: jammed into a used bag <laughs> hastily written
1: note here brett <laughs> Enjoy? Upcycle. Yeah, well, with a gift bag. I mean, you you never need That's to go. That's what out they're for. Bu- yeah, you never need to go out and buy a new That's gift bag. I've right. always got at least five or six in my closet. So uh but there are I guess you could buy a fresh one. They sell them right by the They
0: the have some neat ones too yeah. at the uh liquor store. They've got other stuff there too. Like if you're
1: really desperate for a gift and- They got some neat stuff, especially that one on Grant.
0: Yes. Yeah, like lots of almost giftware <laughs> in there. It's a one-stop shop for sure. And then if you do the Deluca's or, or one of the specialty wine stores, uh, then you can slip over to the other side and the food side. There's lots of ways to go, guys. If you if if you forget about the flowers, there's always red wine. You know, it's always a good solid backup. <laughs> That's right. So I've learned. <laughs> you add me at
5: and red. it doesn't That's have to name. be the 14th of February <laughs> <laughs> either. Rah.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry. B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.